Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. Okay. Episode one of Third Eye with Lorelei. Welcome to my show. So, as an introduction to this whole podcast, um, I'm going to be talking about all of the different aspects of metaphysics. That includes dream interpretation, tarot card reading, um, crystals, past life regression, mediumship. There are so many things we could go on for hours and hours. And to me, it's incredibly fascinating. And I have so much to talk about. And I can't wait to hear what some of you all think about it and what some things that you all might know that wanna might want to share with me. So that's sort of what I wanted to uh, accomplish with this podcast is to find more people who are like-minded and that might want to share some information along with me as I uh, dive into this journey. (laughs) So without further ado, um, I'll begin by letting you know how to contact me so that you can send me some comments or even topics of interest that I can look up and go over so that I can um, bring it up on my podcast. So a few things that you can um, do to contact me are on my Gmail. You can contact me with by 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or Facebook forward slash 3rdeye w-i-t-h-l-o-r-e-l-e-i and uh, feel free to uh, leave me any comments and information leave me links um, or anything that you would feel would be pertinent for me to talk about on the podcast and i would just love to hear from you anytime so the first item i want to talk about um, are crystals there are so many crystals and I just figured that I would go over one each week as sort of a highlight and um, and just go over what certain crystals do and their different functions and how they can help you. Um, And so this crystal that I'm going to be talking about this week is rose quartz. It is the stone of universal love and it's generally pink in color. Um, You can find ones that are a little bit darker or even lighter in pink, but generally they're just a really pretty rosy pink color. It restores trust and harmony in relationships. It encourages unconditional love. Uh, Rose quartz purifies and opens the heart at all levels to promote love, self-love, friendship, deep inner healing, and feelings of peace. Um, Rose quartz also has a very soothing energy that fosters empathy, reconciliation, and forgiveness of others. It lowers stress and tension in the heart. 
It also clears out anger, jealousy, and resentment of others and allows healing of heart issues and disease associated with holding on to such negative emotions. Now, I want to place a caveat on that. I don't think that it's meant to cure disease. <laughs> I think that I think it's meant to um, help you if you are not at ease. I believe that was probably worded a little funny. But I'm pulling up information on the internet, so that's how that was stated. So, <laughs> um, Rose Quartz also balances the yin and yang energy and can bring all other chakras into harmony and unity with the heart. Uh, with the power of its light red rays, Rose Quartz gently stimulates the base chakra to help rejuvenate the physical body. Ancient cultures thought rose quartz prevented aging, which I think is pretty fabulous. Um, rose quartz opens and heals the heart chakra to make you ready to receive love. So that's our crystal of the week. Um, I'll be placing a picture of it um, on my Facebook page. So if you are interested in checking that out, um, go to my Facebook page at Third Eye with Lorelai and you can check out what Rose Quartz looks like and I think you can get it at gosh any website I mean I've gotten a ton of mine on Amazon so um, yeah check that out the next thing that I want to do is I've been reading all these amazing books recently um, and the one that I've been currently reading is uh, Miracles Happen by Brian Weiss and there are so many amazing quotes. Um, this book is based on um, uh, past life regression and one of the people that he's regressed had this beautiful quote and it said um, circumstances outside you do not have to lead your heart instead allow your heart to lead in all circumstances and that was asia void in miracles happen by brian weiss now for the topic of the week I have actually had quite a bit of history with this particular item. Um, I've used these for years and um, I have always felt a certain kinship with it because in a way, whenever I felt really stuck in life and I felt like I just needed some additional answers that maybe I couldn't get from like a spiritual advisor or like a pastor or um, a family member or a close friend and I just needed to kind of seek inner knowledge um, I referred to my tarot cards and um, they're very widely distributed um, you can get them at any bookseller and um, I'm just gonna go over very briefly some of the um, history and behind tarot cards which I found was really interesting because I didn't realize that um, tarot cards kind of began in Italy. I kind of thought that they were a little bit older than that, but um, so apparently tarot cards were developed by modern playing cards back in the 15th century. Um, it states in some of this history that I've looked up that the golden tarot was specifically commissioned and is named after the two golden eras of tarot reading and possibly the most famous decks in its 600 year history 
the gold embossed 15th century Visconti Svorsa tarot. I don't know if I'm butchering that. I apologize if I am. One of the first in existence and the writer Waite, arguably the most significant modern tarot instigated by A.E. Waite, a member of the British Occult Secret Society and the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn from 1888 to 1914. The Golden Tarot, beautifully painted by Melissa Lonet, expresses many of the symbols of both the Visconti Sforza and Rider Waite tarots. Um, so now in Renaissance Italy is when they were especially um, used and they were made up in 22 individual cards in the major arcana and 56 in the minor arcana. Now, a lot of those are like, if you've never seen tarot cards or you've just kind of heard them in passing. Um, so the major arcana are the cards that like, if you've watched any, you know, movies that have tarot cards in it, those are the ones that have like, you know, the really nice like pictures like the the hanging man and uh, the deaf card that everybody gets freaked out about. That's a really poignant scene in a movie or the devil card or the burning tower strength, uh, the wheel of fortune, um, the empress, the pre high priestess there. Those are the ones that are the major arcana. The minor arcanas are the the ones where you have the ace and two of cups or swords or wands, um, the knight of swords or the ten of pentacles or the page of pentacles. Um, and all of these represent very significant things, but they're all incredibly different. Um, and there is specific arrangements that you can place your tarot cards in order to answer specific questions. Um, the most basic is the three card layout, which is um, what you see a lot of whenever you see tarot card readings. Um, you have a past, present, and a future card. And that's the easiest way of doing it. And um, it can be a very straightforward um, answer. Um, um, it's a fast way to get to the crux of any matter, whatever the circumstances. Um, one card is chosen to represent the past and its influence on your present situation. So that one, you know, you would want to uh, play with your um, play with your your cards so that your energy is imbued in the cards first. Obviously, if you are reading somebody else, then that can be a very different situation altogether. And the way that I was always brought up with tarot cards was that you didn't have the other person that you were reading touch them um, because you don't want to mix those energies. And um, so how I would do it is I would have the other person hover their hand over the cards and whatever they felt maybe was different as they were, you know, kind of passing their hand over the card, it would it would signify that that was that's probably the card that they want to pick and so then they would show me which card they were they were feeling and then i would pick it out some people are totally fine with other people touching their cards um, that's just my own personal um practice with tarot cards anyway so you have your past card your present card um which represents where you are now or the nature of the problem or question. And then the third card reveals the future or outcome given the present circumstances. 
Um, you may like to practice using just the major arcana cards. That's the one where you have like the, the bigger pictures, like with the strength wheel, hanged man, the fool. Um, and, uh, and then for at, just at first and as a way to get to know them before moving on to work with the full deck of cards. And um, so that's the, the basic. And then you can move on to um, some other reading uh, styles, which like a question and answer where you have a five card spread. Um, and then you can move to a weekly reading. So you would have a seven card spread with a eighth card in the center. So you would have seven cards going in a um, clockwise manner going as the 12 o'clock being the seventh card and then the one o'clock being the first and then just moving around and then the center one would be your significator or significator card um and then it's it's just for a fast insight in the near future it's a popular spread used to central with a central significator uh, that sums up the meaning of a reading. So in this spread, it reveals the dominant influences in your week ahead. The other seven cards each relate to one day of the week. So I find I think that sometimes, you know, if you're just kind of needing some clear insight as to what you're going to be doing this week or whatever week you're looking into, maybe if you're traveling, then that would be a really great spread to utilize. Um, some other spreads that you can use are the Golden Star and that is a six card spread and the there's generally a significator card in the center of most of them um the golden star is usually from a love question to a work dilemma the star illuminates what is really important to you the spread features a central significator card which reveals the heart of the matter in question um and then the first card would be the present, the second known desires, three hidden factors, and four possible obstacles and attitudes, and the fifth being the outcome. And then the final, which is one of my most favorite layouts, is the Celtic cross. Um, and you'll have me refer to anything, any and all things Celtic, especially ancient, I kind of have a real thing for. So this one in particular is my absolute favorite. The Celtic Cross is a traditional spread that illuminates past, present, and future possibilities, allowing you to examine a fairly complex situation or set of attitudes. Cards one and two represent you and what is crossing or complementing you. And you can also use the central card formation whenever you need fast guidance on a current dilemma or decision. So. It's, it's a pretty big spread. Uh, you have 10 cards, but if you have a really complex situation that you're trying to sort out, this is a really, really good way of sorting through it and working through whatever problem or issue you're facing. So some good information to pass along is timing and prediction. And I find the simplest way to time a reading is to choose the week ahead spread, um, which is that seven, eight, seven card spread with the significator card in the center. And you can also use a year ahead 
um, layout um, where you lay down a significator card first, followed by 12 cards in a clock face arrangement, one for each month, beginning with the current month. Another method of timing your readings is to use the seasons associated with the minor arcana suits. Cups relates to summer, pentacles to fall and autumn, swords to winter, and wands to spring. Um, some people who use these um, use the minor arcana cards for timing purposes. Cups signify days also, pentacles and years, swords, months, and wands are weeks. Um, you find the last minor arcana card you put down in a reading and assign its number to weeks, days, years, or months according to its suit. So if the last minor card in a spread happened to be the eight of swords, the time scale of the whole reading would be eight months. While this system may apply to cups, swords, and wands, it doesn't work well for pentacles as the 10 would indicate a time frame of 10 years. Also, with timing in mind, it's important to consider that a reading is never a permanent record of how things will turn out. Um, as you make decisions, you possible future could change. I mean, I, I mean, anything can change, right? D decisions day to day you make can change your path drastically. And so will your tarot readings. Um, you can also use the astrological association of the major arcana cards to help foretell when events will happen. So for example, the lovers cards is linked with Gemini, which is May 22nd to June 21st. So one interpretation could be that an important decision may be made during this period. The Hermit is Virgo, so in August or September, like August 21st to September 23rd, you may take time away from home by going on a trip or embark on a solitary spiritual or emotional journey. Um, so as you go along, you may find it's helpful to keep a journal. I certainly do. Whenever I do any readings on myself or even others with their permission, obviously, I write it down because a lot of times you'll get information and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense until maybe a couple weeks later or even a couple of days later. And then you're like, oh, that's what that was about. Um, so by recording your readings regularly and knowing which ones have been most successful, you will gain confidence in your intuition and ability to interpret the meanings of the cards. So the other thing I want to talk about is the major arcana. Uh, the 22 cards of the major arcana reveal important influences and events affecting your future and often appear when you have made or are about to make a significant decision. So unlike the minor arcana cards, which reveal day-to-day -day events, the majors show more powerful forces at work and their repercussions. Numbered from zero to 21, the tarot sequence can also be seen as a journey of the soul or mystic quest. So zero is the fool and is the cosmic egg just beginning life, while 21, the world, signifies successful conclusions and regeneration and a natural return to zero. And so the tarot cycle begins again. 
The Wheel of Fortune is number 10, at the midpoint of the quest, when anything can happen at the turn of the wheel. So in a reading, the card's numbers can indicate the stages of a phase of your life or a relationship. Some readers like to read using only the major arcana cards because they often illuminate key life issues. This can also be helpful if you're a beginner as a way of getting to know the major arcana first before familiarizing yourself with the minors. The other thing that should be brought up too is beginning reading. So reading tarot cards is a really, really special ritual. And you have actually some preparation for it, especially if you buy a brand new pack of tarot cards and, you know, who knows what kind of energy is in it. Um, so you really want to imbue your cards with your energy signature. And some of the things that you can do is just touch them. You just, you know, look at the cards and you shuffle them and you, you look at all of the different pictures on them. And just by doing that, you're um, in a way impregnating the cards with your own specific energy. And that's really important. Um, so you prepare once you've once you've done that sometimes also you can put the cards under your pillow and sleep with them there i don't really i didn't do that because i i don't think i would be very comfortable like having a stack of cards underneath my pillow but you know teach his own if you feel like that's cool then you know go for it um but some of the things that you want to do to prepare for a reading is by choosing a quiet time where you're not going to be disturbed, like most things whenever you're working on yourself um, for meditation or anything. Uh, you want to create a calm, uh, quiet space designated for basically your reading. Um, some tarot readers prefer to light a candle before they shuffle the cards to symbolize a shift into a different realm. Um, and then extinguishing the candle when the reading is over. So it's very like cyclical in a way. Um, you want to choose a spread or arrangement of cards from the following um, what we had spoken about. So, you know, the three card or the question and answer, the week ahead, the Celtic cross. So you want to you want to choose from what we had picked. Or, I mean, if you've, there's so many other different spreads that you can choose from, but these are the ones that I'm used to. Um, so you you pick what you want to do um you have an intention in mind so you if you write it down i highly recommend writing it down some people are cool with not doing that but i feel like writing it down is really significant so you write down what you want to accomplish in this reading asking a question or trying to get some clarity on a situation and then you shuffle the cards allowing your thoughts and feelings to float through your hands, your body, and into the cards. Now, if you're reading for another person, uh, you want you would want them to shuffle the cards. Now, like I said before, I my practice is I don't want other people touching my cards because I don't want their energy signature to muddle my cards. There's also a way of getting the cards clean, like how you would... For some of you who, who are very, very, very new to the whole metaphysical thing and with crystals, there are ways that you can clean your crystals and it's the same thing with your tarot cards. You can clean the energy signature out of your tarot cards. Um, 
a lot of times you just use you just set them out in the sunshine and that usually clears out the energy and you can utilize clear quartz that will um, clear out any um, any any energy in it so that way when you touch them again it's only your energy but for for this sake because there, i feel like there's a lot of people that allow other people to touch their cards i'm just going to go with what some of the instructions are saying here so that way you guys can formulate your own practice if you want to try this route so when reading for another person you ask them to float their hands over the cards and you ask them to shuffle the cards and then they hand them back to you for laying out. And one of the things you want to kind of look for is if a card falls out of the deck, it might appear again in your reading. And if so, that means that that card is particularly significant. So during shuffling, you might also reverse one or more cards without realizing it. This is seen as an intuitive act rather than an accident. So in the tarot reversed cards, they have different meanings from the upright cards. Often, reverse cards can have opposite connotation to those of upright cards. However, some reversed cards simply signify that the rewards of the upright card will be delayed or muddled. So for example, the Four of Wands brings satisfaction, which is satisfaction postponed when reversed. Uh, the Page of Swords offers intelligence, while his reversed disruptive counterpart brings only mischief, rather than the destructive drama that you might expect from a reversed sword. If you're new with the tarot, you may prefer to read just the upright meanings of the cards to begin with. Um, the progress to reading both aspects as you become more familiar with the deck. Um, spread all the cards face down and with your left hand, which is considered the hand of destiny. Select the number of cards you'll need for your spread or cut the deck into three, then restack so that the first pile is on top, laying down the cards from the top of the pile. But do whichever feels right for you. I generally just shuffle them and then do whatever I want, but utilizing my left hand. When you've finished reading, wrap up your cards in fabric, uh, perhaps dark silk or velvet. I've always been told that it needs to be something that's meaningful to you that has a lot of positive energy to it so if you have something that you or a loved one has made for you that you don't really particularly wear but there's a lot of like good feelings associated with it i would definitely choose that to wrap them up in um or place them in a box in a safe place until you're ready to read again and i like to put clear quartz in the box with my tarot cards just to make sure that they get a really good cleaning um, and also just stay pure of their energy. So I think that pretty much covers tarot cards. There are so many more things that you could do with tarot cards. I know that there's so much more information, but that's what I got. And if you have more that you want to add to this episode, please feel free to visit 
my Facebook page and comment or tell me about what you know. And I would love to um, talk about it on the next episode. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my show. And I really look forward to any and all comments and any and all um, stories that you might have about your own experience with anything regarding tarot cards or past life regression with mediumship, you name it. Just hit me up. I'd love to hear about it. And I really look forward to the next episode, which will be coming up in a week. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in and love and light to all of you. And I will see you all in a week. If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.